Good morning. Good morning. This is Charlie Belfontaine, and you're listening to the Home Buyers Hour. We're a brand new radio show right here on WCPT 820 AM, and we're just talking about home ownership, home buying, client advocacy, and basically how to protect yourself when you're buying a home. All right. I have with me today one of our inspectors. His name is Mark McCutcheon. Hello. Hi, Mark. Hey. And if you don't mind, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Sure. Thanks for having me on, first of all. It's very exciting to be here. And uh, yeah, as we get going on this podcast, uh, I think hopefully you guys will hear me around a lot as a uh, guest host. Anyway, yeah, about myself, um, I started home inspecting about five years ago. Uh, that was kind of came out of doing some home flipping and also having some pretty rough uh, goes of it with my own condo in the city. And once all those things kind of conspired, um, I sort of got into it to, uh, to figure out everything about houses. I just wanted to really know, never be afraid of anything to go wrong ever again. And so that got me into it. And then I found out once I was taking the classes and stuff that I really really liked it uh that i took to it very easily um i was combining a lot of experiences from uh my childhood my parents having some apartment buildings and taking care of those taking care of the house my dad was an electrician and he had his own company so i was always helping with that stuff and all that combined uh to make me uh you know pretty knowledgeable at um at how houses work and stuff so then from there to i uh, i got going I'm curious what you were when you mentioned about the condo. Yeah. All right. What were what were the downfalls with that? All right. So, first of all, speaking of my dad, I should listen to him because the first time we did a walkthrough, you we know, we should all listen to him. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> uh, he was like, I don't know about that place. Uh, I don't like the way that things are looking inside there. And this was like uh, right before um, all the drywall was being finished because we bought it uh, under a contract that was um, being built. Okay. And this so, is the condo. This is a condo. All right. Yep. So he, he being in the trades and stuff had his questions, but of course, um, myself and my wife being young and kinda like, It's fine, you don't know how it's what it's like anymore. You, you know, this that's old school stuff. They must know what they're doing. Well it turns out he was right. There was all kinds of issues with oh, it. No. So once we got in there, um the main ones being that uh and which we wish we would have I ended up becoming uh on the uh, condo board of course, because it's only six units, but um they went through four different concrete contractors during that build. Oh, boy. And so you can imagine what kind of uh, discrepancies between the contractors that that would cause. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, so we had, although it was all brick, uh, there was tons of water. So they used a really bad uh, mortar mix. Okay. So we ended up having a totally retuck point, a brand new building, only three years out. There's a lot of mold in the walls because of that. It was kind of like having split face black, that, no, that wonderful that's... thing, but without actually doing it <laughs> without actually having something we it could talk about it in its own right yeah and exactly like that. that's a whole one and, and all really if you think about it isn't that kind of what motivates us as humans something bad happens to us in our lives something yeah. that harms ourselves or our families and then you know it, it gives us a, a passion basically to go yeah. ahead and correct that all right that was exactly where where it came you know where that stems from so yeah. uh having learned my lesson in that way and just the the kind of nightmare scenarios of staying up at night when we were first like all the building was having this problem the whole building is starting to have these um condo board meetings be like are we all in, in trouble are we all never going to be able to sell yeah. and uh you know I, we did actually have some sleepless nights so i was only 25 years old i was very nervous and uh it's a big investment it's a huge investment yeah. so having i have empathy now every yeah. time i go to an inspection that i don't want this to happen the way that it happened to me to anybody else ever again so i'm going to look as hard as i can to, I, to, you know, to, to try to figure this thing out to avoid that did i ever tell you the story when i bought my first house no you never did so you know we we bought our first home in 1991 okay. right and just like most home buyers we end up you know, putting as much money as I had as a down payment. Yeah. I borrowed as much as I could, so I was going to have the biggest mortgage payment that I could handle, and I bought the biggest house that I could buy at that point in time. Sure. I was doing concrete work. It's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. And I was doing framing work. So I was, you know, a pretty 
thought I was a pretty smart guy. Yeah, um, we all do. We all do. And and I ended up foregoing the home inspection process when I ended up buying his house. Okay. So we move in, and then all of a sudden I find out that the roof started leaking, the bathtub was leaking, going into the kitchen and stuff. And you mean to tell me a framer doesn't know how to do all the trades? framer does not know how to do all oh, the trades, nor does the uncle. concrete. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's uncle who comes around who does the one thing doesn't know oh, everything. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. you know, we actually, this old house magazine mm-hmm. um, did a news story on us, and they really? wrote a big article. So if you ever do a, a Google search for Charles Belfontaine and this old house, that yeah. article will still be found. Oh, cool. And um, and my wife at that time, she's like, yeah, he was a know-it-all and we paid for it, you know, <laughs> so we didn't end up getting it. So was it a, like, was the article like a positive article to be, or was it like, don't, don't be like Charlie type article? It's more like, don't be like Charlie, oh, you know, so is what it was. It was, an advocacy. Okay it was an advocacy uh, article in a way, right? But again, that's what motivates people. Something bad like that yeah, happens. Yeah. yeah, I made a mistake in life. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, you know, my in-laws basically had to bail us out. I didn't have money to put a new roof on. I didn't have money to go ahead and bust open a wall and fix a bathtub yeah. and stuff. And the disclosure laws back then weren't what they are today. Sure. So, you know, there there was really no legal recourse at all. So it's it was my home, my problem, my yeah. money, and I ended up having to fix everything that so came that, to it. That, is that what kind of got you down the path then? That's exactly what got me down the path. See, we, we're both like... Exactly. Something bad happened to yeah. us, and we don't want that to happen to other human beings. All uh-huh. right? And I've always had a passion, and, you know, there, there's been some back and forth with... You know, some real estate agents, they say, when I hear them explain to what a home inspection should be, Mm. you know, they're saying, well, you're only supposed to talk about health and safety. You're only supposed to talk about major items. And I'm like, no, malarkey, you know, I'm not doing that. That's a a bunch of baloney. And um, I want to know, you know, that's the bottom line. And that was the whole premise of me getting into this business and staying in this business and doing what it was. It's. I want to be that consultant that's going to go ahead and tell somebody what it is that they're buying. I don't care if it's big or small. You know, give them the complete, total picture, accurate. You know, put everything in the proper perspective. Be as professional as possible. And um, let them make their own decision. I mean, I don't know one American out there that doesn't want to decide for themselves. Yes. The greatest thing about being an American is that freedom of choice. Yeah. Why would I take that away from any of our clients? Right. All right. And, And I think... When we first met, you came to one of the training classes that yeah, I was putting yeah. on, and I think you bought into that. Oh yeah, instantly. I liked I I I liked the way that you taught, and then of course I just thought that the, um, the ethically the way that you were approaching everything was was the right way to do it. Um, would be hard pressed to find somebody more ethical in, in the business than you are, and and. Uh, yeah, I just it was like right to a, a moth to the flame, right? I was like, <laughs> I don't. I think we went to. I think we went to lunch just some. By I think I ran into you at lunch just by chance on the very first day, and we just hit it off immediately. Yeah. And we just started talking and stuff. But it's amazing um, when you let your guard down and you could do stuff like that. Yeah, I'm gonna just interrupt real quick. Yeah. Um, Right now, we're listening to the show on the radio, mm-hmm. and it's 6 o'clock in the morning between 6 and 7 on Saturday, but we're actually recording this on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, between 10 and 11, yep. all right? We are going to try and run these shows um, on Facebook Live, so if anybody does have any questions, please, you know, do a search on on Facebook, and if you type in hashtag the home buyers hour, you'll be able to find our Facebook page. And then if you also go to WCPTA20 and you look at their way, or their website, you're going to see the shows on there and you'll find a link to everything there as well. If you have any questions about your home or maybe a home or something that you purchased and something went a little bit wrong and you want to chat about it, we're here to help. Yep. We're not going to try to you know, blow any smoke around anybody. We're not going to mislead anyone. If we know, we know. If we don't, we don't. We're going to share that with you. So, but please ask questions. Yeah. So, getting back to to you and mm-hmm. and me and and what we're trying to do with all this. Yeah. Um, I, I was listening to uh, a YouTube video and they were mm-hmm. talking about why. Why do people do it? Why do you want to do this? All yeah. right. And I, I kind of want to throw this back at you. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to be a home inspector? What's in it for you? I like helping people. Uh, that's probably the first one is that I actually genuinely enjoy helping people, so that's high on the list. Um, 
I also really like uh, kind of problem solving in a way. So I like seeing, you know, when I find issues, I'm like, oh, that's because of this. So that's a good way um, to stay in it. Yeah, but we also, call that FSO. I, I love that saying. Figure stuff out. Yeah, I do like it. You know? So that there's a fun part of that. I think um, more though than you know than than most things is that uh, I want and I tell this all the time, pretty much in our closing interviews and stuff, is I know it was a lot, but I want your eyes to be as wide open as humanly possible when you are going to make this purchase because I know the weight of it. Like I we love getting, it. You know, like what we were getting at, at earlier. So you now know, hopefully at the end of this process, how the house is working, where things are located, and all the little issues, all everything that there could be that I could find as hard as I could look. Um, and that way, you can just make informed decisions. It's it's up to you. I may put together a list, and I and I'm going to color code it, and I'm going to kind of say, I think this is a big issue. I think this one's less, and that helps pe- inform people, of course. But mm-hmm. really, it, I don't know what they think is important, so I'm going to make the biggest list so that they can decide what's important, and then they can go from there. And it's kind of back to what you were saying. It's it's not just health and safety. I mean, no. if I thought that. Yes, the, the windows aren't falling out, but that they're not very good windows and they're very, very drafty. Wouldn't right. you want to know that? I, I think so. And then if you move in there and these drafty windows make you uncomfortable in your own home, mm-hmm. now that's going to cost you money to fix that. And I think it's or my job bills. to tell you. Yeah. Or the any heating bills. You mentioned something when you were talking about the why, mm-hmm. about the closing interview. Yeah. What is your? What do you mean by that? What is your closing interview with the client at the end of the inspection? So most of the time, what we're looking to do uh, is to go over just all the pictures. So to kind of so that you know it gives them a uh, a heads up of what to expect on the on the report. Mm-hmm. It also gives me an opportunity to tell them to breathe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing is important. Yes, because I, I got that from my wife. Every time I start stressing out, and buying a home is stressful. Yes. It's emotional. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Yeah. But you got to keep breathing. Yeah. So people could definitely be taken off guard. Um, and so I don't want them to be way surprised when they get the report. Um, so I'll go through most every single picture and say, this is what I found here, this is what I found here, so that they can expect it, they can start to set expectations in their mind, what they're going to see, and that they have you know, just that little bit of reinforcement when they see the report again. Oh, yeah, I remember him talking about that. Every once in a while, I'm sure that there's stuff that I said during that closing interview that doesn't make it into the report, but then they kind of have knowledge of what, what's to be expected. Um, I think it also goes the other direction, too. Mm-hmm. When I'm showing somebody a picture, and I might think that it's... Uh, Obvious. Or, yeah. or minor, yes. maybe. We'll right. go the other way. And I think that it's minor, but all of a sudden, you see those eyes light up, yep. and they're like, holy cow, what do you mean there's mouse droppings in the attic? Yeah. Okay, well, quite frankly, there's yeah. mice in most attics, most. and I don't think this is that big of a deal. Yeah. However, it's again, it's not my choice. Right. If it's important to our clients, it's important to us, and we're going to document it, and we're not going to tell them what they should accept or not accept. That's totally up to them. Yeah. All yeah. right. I've had plenty of clients that get really nervous over stuff like that, yeah. and I get other ones that just shrug their shoulders and move along. Yeah. I mean, I think it, uh-huh. I think you're right. I, I, it gives them an opportunity to start making clarifications too. Like, like I think what you're getting at as well is that. Um, there, it's a good dialogue there at the end, so that they can flush out some ideas early on. I think it 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 avoids us getting a whole lot of calls afterwards too. Like they they have a pretty good sense of yeah. of what's going on. Sometimes we take calls, of course, and so, you know walk them through ideas again if they didn't uh, understand it, if they need more clarification. But surprisingly, we don't get that many callbacks. Exactly, and yeah. I think it's because of the closing process yeah. and the fact that. At least personally, I don't mind people following me the whole time. In fact, I prefer it. Um, Maybe both. You know, I can. We can get right to the bottom of it. You're seeing what I'm seeing. We're talking about it in person. We're going to talk about it again at the end, um, and that way, they're just well informed and they've seen it with their own eyes. So, yeah. uh, all that combines into them being pr- pretty pretty good when they're leaving the house of understanding how the house is going, and uh, and what to expect on that report. No, I, yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And, and going back to following us and mm-hmm. being with the inspector, yep. right? And this one, I whether you work with us or work with anyone else, yeah. be there. Oh, yeah. All right, any inspector that doesn't want you there, 
means they don't want to focus on you. All mm-hmm. right. To us, you are the most important. You being our client yeah. is the most important person. Um, no disrespect to any real estate agent, no disrespect to anybody else in the real estate process. We work for our clients and we want to work for you. Now, the younger generation and you know, I'm a boomer. Mm-hmm. I think you're. I'm right on the edge of X right and uh, millennial. I, th- I, I identify X, I guess, just because. Fair enough. Older soul or something. I don't know. <laughs> and you guys, you guys might be able to multitask far yeah. more than what I can. Sure. All right. So I can do two things, mm-hmm. and I could focus on the house, and I could focus on my client. Yeah. But I cannot do the house, my client, and write a report. Right. right. So I don't know. How do you feel? Do you think you could do three things? Or? No, I no no. All right. I never do it that. I I, I always yeah. I mean I always I'm just taking photos. I'm not really doing it um, on the fly. I think it wastes time and it takes away from like you're kind of. I think what you're getting at is is being able to talk through the issue right there, so exactly. they have an understanding of what's happening, so that it's. They can under, you know, I'm going to give them a brief description and mm-hmm. be like, you know, this is, is how it is because of this. These are some ways that they can remedy right away. And mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're getting confidence in finding errors. Does that make sense? Like there's a problem or a, a, there's a defect and, but they're already getting some idea of remedy and how bad it is on a scale and all that stuff is good. I know that if I, when when I bought my houses and stuff, I wanted to be at that inspection. So I can't yeah. imagine ever doing it any other way. So if that's the way I feel, then I think that they should be able to do the same thing. So I want them to follow me around, so we, you know they can be informed. We still have competitors that won't let their clients come with them until the very end, right. and I don't want that there. I yeah. know one of, one of the um, one of the best examples of this, I think, is when we go through the house with the thermal imager, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and especially in the cold weather, and we use a lot of bat insulation mm. um, here in the Chicagoland area. Now, newer construction, we're doing a lot of foaming right now, so, yeah. and that creates a much, much better superior superior insulation barrier, there's no doubt. But right now, for most of the homes that we inspect, there's bad insulation. So when we take that thermal imager and we're mm. running around the, the ceilings on the top floor or the exterior walls on the outside, we're seeing these blodges or blobs of, yeah. I don't know what the right word is. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it's, it's a bit, yeah. There's Goop, yeah. I guess. You know, we'll come up with whatever. Avoid. Avoid. <laughs> ew, but ew, we get cold spots right in there. All yeah. right. And, you know, it, so we have a breach in the insulation at mm-hmm. that point in time. Cold is going to be um, having a heat transfer that comes out of there. Now, the real thing is, is how bad of a deal is it? Yeah. You know, is it worth spending the money to fix it? And in most cases, it's not, especially right. if it's inside of a wall. Yep. And having that time when somebody sees that, okay, it's here, and and basically we're preparing them for the worst um, or the best, whatever it is. Now we can get their feedback. We could talk to them and then just give them the actual truth. You know, yes. you're going to have a blank here. There is going to be cold. It's not like you're going to feel anything, mm. but we want you to know this is here. And not to mention, it's going to be in just about every house, too. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be in just our homes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, change subject a little bit. Yeah. I know you just did a pretty big house. Yeah, we did a huge one. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Yes, yesterday. Yep. Give me some scoop on that coach house. It didn't go well. Uh, so the, the actual house itself was beautiful, um, like truly beautiful. It was a historic south side of Chicago. Um, I guess it's near Hyde Park. But uh, so that, that part of the house was great. We're moving along, clipping along at a good yeah. pace, just being like, oh, my God, this is, you know, they did such beautiful work. And then we got to the coach house, and it was uh, just a disaster. And I I mean, it was very surprising, just given the level of uh, of detail that they did on the inside. That the uh, that they just nobody ever decided to uh, work on that coach house too much. So out there, we get out there. Most people would probably think, oh, it's fine. It's just a um, you know, it's just a structure that mostly does uh, parks the garage and maybe you have one tenant upstairs. But they had done major structural damage to the thing. Oh no! Uh, I, it, down in the bit, you know, at the first level where you have the cars and stuff, I think that maybe somebody along the way thought that they wanted to open their doors without hitting the posts, so they removed most of the posts that were hanging, uh, that were supporting the structure above, and that started to instantly make all the floors sag above it. Uh, with that That's whole actually kind of scary yeah. at that point in time. Very. And you know, it gets to bring up another question about mm-hmm. that. You know, so now we got 
Was it the beam that was sagging or the floor joists? What was uh, sagging? Both. Both of them. Were. Yeah. So everything, every direction, you could put a marble and it would just roll to the middle because everything's going, you know, everything's sagging. So a lot of people ask me, going, well, should I get a structural engineer for this mm-hmm. or, you know, what should I do? What's your take on when we call a structural engineer? Uh, on this one, I wanted to get a structural engineer and a general contractor, and I kind of put that in the report. And okay. the thinking of that was you could do one or the other or both. And yeah. if it was me, I was probably would do both. And the reason being is, is well, maybe the general contractor has a architect or a structural engineer on staff, so then you could forego it okay. having the engineer. But those were large beams that yeah. are old that are now kind of far out of, of what we consider you know the new spec right. of what's newer code and things so he knows all the math on to look at the charts and say this is yeah. how thick they are this is how much they need to come up this is how big the support has to be this is how big the footing needs to be so he can come up with all that stuff and then take it to the general contractor armed with all that knowledge and then the general contractor can put that into into existence he can make that happen and he could get a quality you know an accurate bid yes on the cost that's going to be there yeah. were you able to see where those posts were that were removed or where they were supposed to be uh at the footing level no i mean I mean, it, did, okay. it looked like just regular garage, so it might have been that they just put those posts originally only on the slab as well. Oh, boy. Which would have been just another thing. But this yeah. was, remember now, this is like, uh, I think it's like 1904 house. Oh, that's so, my favorite time. Yeah, I love it, those it, old homes. So that coach house was literally um, for the horses. They had they had areas. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Like the portico and the barns and all yeah, that. The house that the horse. too cool. Yeah, my, my rationale on getting a structural engineer out there... Uh, versus a contractor, mm-hmm. it's going to be, if I think that there's a chance that it's going to be okay mm-hmm. to leave it alone like this, then get a structural engineer. All right? okay. I want them to, you know, they're the ones that have the education, the background, yeah. as you mentioned, they do all the math, and they have the authority, right. basically, to say if something is structurally sound or not, okay. right? But if we see things that are broken, pieces that were removed, something's cracked, damaged, twisted, whatever the case is, I don't think there's a, too many structural engineers or architects out there that are going to say, oh, yeah, you're fine. Have a nice day. Yeah, it's just right. a little sag. Right. So, you know, I at that point in time, it's like, well, let's get somebody to replace these pieces yes. and put them back in here and get our bids that way. Um, no disrespect to the structural engineers. They're extremely valuable, yeah. but they're also expensive yes. when it comes right. to it. So if we could cut out $1,000 or something yeah. out of that bid, you know, and just let them go ahead and just get it fixed, that's the big audacious goal. Yes. And then we could go that far. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. What else did you find over there? Uh, so on the back of the coach house, then they had like um, uh, electrical service that was hanging off that was way too small. Yeah. It was completely... Uh, threadbare, so it was cloth wiring that has now become exposed to the touch, oh, no. and at about six feet high, so you could just anybody could just reach up and just grab those lines right by yeah. the door. I mean, right when you walked in the door. So, just extremely dangerous. You get it's kind of a no-brainer. We need to tell people on that stuff. Of course, yeah. of course. So we have that. We had the the bathroom. Uh, it looks like nobody had lived in there for a very long time. This brings up a good point of like what we can or cannot see. You know, it's right. The nobody has lived in that in that coach house, I don't think, for some time. So that okay. means that everything that was on the inside has dried out. But we see massive damage underneath where the toilet was and everything. And although we're and the toilet was loose, yeah. actively loose now. You flush that toilet, you don't see anything right this second. No. But I'm pretty sure it's still leaking real hard. And if somebody comes back to living there within days, you're gonna start having all kinds of trouble. Yeah. yeah especially know. if it's a small leak. And like you said, if you flush it once, it might not present the problem. Right. All right. But if you use, well, I guess I'm, we're talking potty talk here. But, <laughs> right. you know, if we're going to be, yeah. you know, we use a toilet, you know, let's say two, three, four times a day. And, and a then, couple people in the house. Yeah. You know, it's getting some good use. And, and then you just get a little bit of a splash and a little bit of a splash and a little bit of a splash. Eventually, it's going to present itself. Yes. And now, if we ignore it and let it go, now we're talking about wood rot. We're talking about mold mm-hmm. issues that come in there. Not to mention, it's waste material. You know, that's not healthy. No. You know, so, and then what's going on in the pipes and behind the walls? You know, we're, we can't see. We exactly. just don't know. But we can look for signs of past clues. Yep. And that's you know? that's where we were on this one. So, although the moisture 
well, not the moisture meter because we were seeing it, but but the thermal camera and stuff wasn't picking up any differences from everything else around. You know, we could use all the other context clues to to make a pretty informed. Yeah. I think it's still leaking, and then we went up there and tested it. But that's not always the case. You know, no. I, th- those especially when it's uh, you know, for me at least, properties that have been vacant for a long time that are in pretty nice shape, but nobody's been using it. Those are the ones where I hit them extra hard with the thermal camera. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but but, mm-hmm. but do I actually know that it's gonna go for Forever, you know, some things that what kind of a um, one thing that is about all houses that I that I I guess even trying to talk about it now I struggle with is that houses function as a system, right? Absolutely. Everything revolves around everything else, and one thing affects another and another. Mm -hmm. And sometimes some of these repairs and fixes are things that are going to take time. And money. And money, yeah. Absolutely. But, but it's going to, like, it'll take a couple times to try to figure out, like, all right, did we, we put a little bit of insulation upstairs. Did that take care of it being hot or cold upstairs? Right. Well, not completely. Okay, so now we're going to go back and we're going to put a fan up there or we're going to put in more vents or, you know, and you're kind of moving from least expensive to more expensive and trying to fix problems. And that's only something that can be done over time. Yeah. Um, I like to refer to that as baby steps. Yeah, baby stepping. You know, take something, fix it, go with the low cost, see what that does and see if it makes it better. Yeah. And then go from there. But you're right. Sometimes it is trial and error. Sometimes yeah. it isn't. Yeah. Um, I know whenever I look underneath bathrooms and pretty much all exterior walls, mm-hmm. um, I've had clients and real estate agents make fun of me they go are you going to go do that lighthouse thing and i'm like what do you mean lighthouse thing you know <laughs> and that's when i take the flashlight and we mm-hmm. use pretty bright flashlights and it's an old painter trick where we oh, yeah. put it on the side of the wall or i'll hold it up high and and shine yeah. it on the ceilings and stuff but you take that light and you shine it along a wall or you'll a ceiling yeah you'll find every nail every screw but you'll also what we're really looking for is signs of past repairs yep and if we see an area that's been repaired and recently and painted recently, you can actually see fresh, touched-up paint on all this oh, stuff. Yeah. You know, granted, people do get things by us. You mm-hmm. know, where we don't catch everything. We do try, but um, yeah, that's it's amazing. You start seeing multiple repairs there, and that's an on- ongoing problem. Yeah. That kind of needs to be, you know, addressed, even if it's not presenting itself with water today. Yeah. You know, and especially if we're doing a home inspection, let's say in July or August, when Mm -hmm. we're kind of in the dry season, we don't have those water clues that come in there. So, And I think, you know, at bare minimum, I like to always put in the reports, I don't know how how you feel about it, but I always like to put in the reports that, uh, to ask ask the, the seller. Yeah. You know, if they're living in that property and they know it and I see something, I'm going to say, what goes on over here? Have you seen problems before? Have, you know, has, what was the repair like? Um, has it been working? Did you see anything since? And I like to kind of do those things uh, as an advocate in the report for my client. Why not? That's what they're hiring you know what I mean? us for. Like, That's why they're paying us. Let's get them to put it in writing or answer through their lawyer or say something yeah. officially. Uh, we don't know, or oh yeah, we've you know oh yeah, oh that thing because a lot of times I think that sellers too just forget. I mean they've been living in the house for a long time. They had an issue. They might not even remember. And then you bring it right. up and they say oh yeah we've had, you know yeah that that toilet that one does leak before and we did have a problem there about ten years ago but that yeah. got fixed. It's it's been fine ever since. I I'd like to hear them say that. Absolutely, and which kind of leads us right into the disclosure laws that we mm-hmm. have here, and. You know, I, I actually stopped mm-hmm. looking at disclosure forms from now on. I, I In the beginning, when the, all these things first started, I would want to see the disclosure form and see what problems that the sellers are going to tell us about. Yeah. But every time I looked at him, he's like, I don't know nothing. You know, it's like, do you, do you, are you aware of any problems <laughs> right. with lead, asbestos, water leakage, you know, whatever the case is? And it's always no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Almost non-existent. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and the rare occasion, you know, that somebody says, yes, we are aware of it. And they own up to it, yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. It makes my life better. But when we start seeing things, like you said, and we can't prove if it's right or wrong or old or new, that's when I like to tell our clients, go into reporter mode, all mm-hmm. right? As to who, what, why, where, when, and how. Yeah. And, you know, when did you first notice this water leak? How often did this water leak? Did you hire anyone to fix it? Yeah. Do you have any warranties that come with this sort of stuff? You know, was this just left like this? You know, we, we need to know. And in, in this state, you know, with those disclosure laws, you mm-hmm. do have to confess. You know, if yeah. it comes out where 
you know, you're aware of something and you're not, you know, telling the clients about it, then and it's obvious, then they can come back and sue you. And I want to, I'm not an attorney and I'm not giving legal advice at all. But I think it's like triple the cost or something like that. It's it's ridiculous, and it's yeah. also uh, punitive when it comes into this stuff. So it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, one of one of the ones that I I saw was a horizontal crack in a foundation. All right, okay, never good. Never good. Mm. All right, and it had bulging that comes with it, so it was being yeah, pushed right. in. Yeah. They ended up refinishing the basement, and what they ended up doing was cutting. The I get what you're saying. It was like scalloped or something so that they could fit exactly. the stud. Exactly, yeah. and they push it right up against this thing with the no, stud. It's gone flush. You can't see it. You you couldn't, you know, but it was still moving and it still pushed a wall in. Hmm. And they say, no, we don't have any structural stuff. Go wait a minute, you know, you 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 carved around this horizontal bulging crack, right? You know, and you're going to tell me you don't know anything about it? Yeah, know? come on. And I guess maybe if it doesn't fall in, then it's not really a problem, and you don't know if it's still moving or not. And that is the key, right? All right, we've I've seen plenty of times where we had those horizontal cracks and the bulging, but you get the you know they they'll put I beams in there, they'll put tie bags in there, yeah. you know they'll do something to take the weight off of the wall and hold it in there yeah. with thicker lumber. There's ways to fix it. Everything can be fixed. Without a doubt. It's always how much. And who. And And who pays. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God. How many times do we ever say that over and over again? Yeah. You know, the real thing is how much and who pays. Yeah. You know, and that's how everything boils down to those two things that comes in there. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a fun job. It's a rewarding job. You know, I asked you about your why. Yeah, what about yeah? What about exactly. Yours? I think I should share mine. So you had you had the bad experience with uh, with with the house. You ended up in a magazine over it. I did. <laughs> yeah, that and was then, and then, fun. Where, then where'd you go? Well, I was also a fireman. Yeah. All right. So when I was 16 years old. The North Lake Fire Department had this cadet program through our high schools, right? So it was pretty cool, you know. So at 16, 17 years old, I'm in the fire service learning how to be a fireman. Very cool. And I was going to EMT school. So by the time I graduated high school, um, I was at that time what they call a level two firefighter and an EMT on my way to paramedic school that comes in there. Nice. So I wanted to do that, you know, because I want to help people, Mm -hmm. right? And being a fireman is a way to help people and a paramedic. It yeah. was awesome, you know. So I ended up working in North Lake for a couple of years, and I worked in Leiden Township uh, Fire Department mm. for about five years, and then I got hired up in the village of Northbrook, where I spent close to thirty years up in there. So yeah. it's kind of thirty-seven years I've been in the fireman business. Oh yeah. And I did some really cool things. Sure. All right. I delivered five babies. I pulled a couple people out of buildings that were on fire and, you know, rescued, cut people out of cars. And it was, it's rewarding. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. But when I count those times over that 37 years, I can probably give you 10 or 15 different times that that has happened. All right. But every time we do this home inspection, and mm-hmm. you tell me if this happens to you, sure. when we finish that closing interview, and we let them know what they're going to get on their report, and we let them know what they're going to see, they look me right in the eye, mm-hmm. and they say, thank you. Yeah. You know, they, oh, yeah. they reach out with their right hand, they shake my hand, and then they hand us a check with the left hand. Yes. Every single time, they're sincere, they're humble, they're thankful, and that, to me, is rewarding. I just helped somebody with the biggest purchase of their life. Yes. I didn't try to mislead anyone. You know, we just want to get full disclosure out there, and that's made me smile. So I knew that when I was leaving the fire department, this is something that I wanted to build this business up. And it's been about four years now, I think, mm-hmm. we've been going, maybe five years. Yeah, about four or five it years has we've been going. going on five, yeah, because that's right when I... And you were the first person that we brought on. Right. And now I, I think we got nine yeah. nine people. You we're know. around. Exactly. Fun stuff. <laughs> you know, and everything is marketing direct to consumers. Yeah. So, again, we, you know, we're, we're stubborn old people. Yeah. All right. That's all there is to it. I'm set in my ways. Yeah. And I want to do home inspections my way. All right. Yeah. And I don't, and it's, again, everybody has their freedom. If you can make it work, make it work. Um, but I don't want to conform to anyone else. I want my clients to have as much information. I want them to be able to make that intelligent decision whether or not they want to move forward with this. Yeah. It's not my job to tell them 
what they should accept or shouldn't accept. It's my job to give them accurate information so they can make those decisions. Yes. All right. And that doesn't always fit with other human beings. You know, there's and, and let's get that out there in the open right now. There's good human beings and there's bad human beings. Yep. And it doesn't matter what the profession is. You know, I, I do not want to sound prejudiced in any which way. Sure. There's fantastic real estate agents and there's not so fantastic uh, yeah. real estate agents. Well, Same thing yeah. in our business, too. There's great home inspectors and there's not so great home inspectors. So yeah. what makes me find somebody that I think is a great home inspector is someone that finds that passion. Mm -hmm. You know, that passion to, you mentioned it earlier, figure stuff out yeah all right to go in there take their time document stuff educate their clients let them know if it's a big deal let them know if it's a minor deal yes all right let them know if you know what it's going to cost to get something fixed mm -hmm. whether or not and then they can decide intelligently to get it going and i think i'm lucky enough and especially with you you know i i'm very thankful yeah me too. all right and i'm very thankful that i found you and dave and you know Tim and the elder David and I'm, if I don't mess everybody AJ I love AJ everybody's great and uh, it, so the new guys Francisco everybody's good everybody is fantastic and we're going to have them on this show yeah um, in the future we're also hunting down real estate agents that we find that are client advocates yeah. and that's the really per the the biggest purpose of this whole show right here is to make sure that the listeners of WCPTA 20 they are protected all right mm -hmm. they know what it is that they're buying they know what they're going to own if something goes wrong you got a place that you could call and ask and we can go ahead and walk you through these repairs yeah. i got some of the smartest people in the home inspection business that work for our company i, I couldn't be any more proud of it but more importantly they're passionate yeah. all right they're passionate about sharing this information with other people we just had um we just had a phone call from a deal. A person uh -huh. decided not to buy this one. Okay. All right. That the old uh, the deal killer. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Things happen. Again, if somebody doesn't want to accept the condition of the home yeah. in there and they don't want to move forward, then they don't have to move forward. Did you ever hear uh, the one where people say... Uh, Oh, I'm not a deal killer. The house committed deal suicide. Actually, I think that's kind of funny <laughs> yeah. in its own way. Yeah. yeah, the house committed suicide. I didn't kill it. You know? Yeah, it had its own issues. I don't know. No. Exactly. But, and it depends. But there's, you know, some home inspectors that think our job is to help facilitate the deal. And mm. and I, I hear them advertising that, you know, they're not, what's the word I'm looking for? I forget what I was seeing up on there. They're not nitpicky or they're not um, alarmist. That was okay. the word I was looking for. Sure. You know, and it's like, I don't know. And maybe there are people where they'll see something small and yeah. they'll go, you know, oh, my God, look at this nail pop in the drywall. You know, everybody's sure. going to die here. That's not true. No. You know that. That's what I picture or envision as an alarmist but if what you're talking about like with that coach house that you had the other day yeah that's some real problems that's some serious things and it's gonna either hurt somebody or cause somebody a good chunk of change big time you know so you know i guess it's all what everybody's opinions are mm -hmm. you know and we all have opinions and yeah i mean i think that the way that we've approached stuff too with the company is that uh, we're, we're kind of looking uh, we're client focused. We're not mm -hmm. so much on the realtor side, even though, of course, we work with some realtors, of course, like anybody will. But usually the only realtors that we're working with are people that are like minded like us. Exactly. That, that are thinking, I want the best for my clients. I want them to be eyes wide open, completely aware of what's going on so that they can make their decisions. Um, and those are the best realtors. And I think that those are the people that gravitate to come back towards us. And, and you know, they like our service and stuff. But they want their clients to know. They want their clients to be informed. Yeah. Next week, we're going to have Robert Waz mm. um, in the studio here. Yeah. And I know he likes to work with Dave Engel, you know, quite often. Oh, so yeah. we're going to have Dave, um, Dave on the fantastic. phone. Dave is fantastic. Dave is. All, all of our guys yeah. are fantastic. And um, so Robert Waz is going to be our first real estate agent that we're going to have on here. And we've worked with them a few different times. But when you see somebody that is, you know, honest up front, you know, and just telling their clients what they can and cannot do yeah. it's going to be and, and it changes all right people don't realize that this summer mm -hmm. um 
Right. The market was nuts. You yeah. know, house prices were skyrocketing. People were buying houses as yes. soon as they're listing. Yeah. You know, we were booked out two weeks in advance. And in this area, you only get a five business day window right. to get that home inspection done. So they're getting extensions. So at people, the beginning. At yeah. the very beginning, because right. we didn't have any openings, you know. And that's partly our fault. You know, we refuse to do more than one a day. Yeah. All right. We're only going to do one inspection. We're only going to do them in the morning. We want to make sure that we focus on our clients and we're going to take as long as it takes as long as our clients are happy we write the report that afternoon so we're not going to try and squeeze in two or three inspections and and i'll this is something that you need to be careful for if you're buying a house and somebody's referring a real estate agent if they're telling you well we could do it at nine noon three six and we could do one at nine o'clock at night too for you it's not that's not good how can you see the outside of Envelope. I mean, well, you know. not only that, but it's the time. Yeah, you know, it takes you an hour to drive from house to house. That leaves you two hours. You're yeah. writing the report on site. You're running through that house in thirty minutes to an hour. You know, whereas we're usually there for three hours. And yeah. if we have a client that has a lot of questions, we've been known to be there for five hours. Yeah, it's not. Know? It's not uncommon, no. especially you know we we do we do a lot of the add-ons too, and that will always t- eat up time as well. So it's going to push it over. And I, setting expectations at the beginning, I always try to do that to be like. Hello, everybody. You know, yeah. it's going great. I see that we're going to do a sewer scope today. We're going to do a chimney scan. We're going to do a mold test. All that is going to be time consuming. It's yeah. good because, and I try to tell the realtors in general, A, to let them a lot for their time at the beginning, but then secondly, to also, um, to for, for them as it's a benefit. You don't have to keep coming back here right. for the next inspection and let him in for an hour and the next guy to come in for him for an hour. We're going to yeah. get it all done right now. It might take a little bit longer. You might have to put the coffee on. but um, <laughs> Somebody's going to have to run and get lunch? <laughs> yeah, run and get lunch yeah. or something. But we're going to walk out of here with everything together. And, and, then, and not only that, but our client, our mutual client, is going to be happy. Yeah. They're going to be confident. Right. You know? And... Um, but I, you know, this going back to the the deal that got killed, and, yeah. and Tim was the inspector on this one, mm-hmm. and you know, I looked through the report. There, there were some things that I didn't think were all that major. But again, it doesn't matter what I think it's major. It matters what our client does. You sure. know, as long as we get that information clear to them, if they don't want to proceed, then they don't have to. Yeah. All right, and. But their attorney was telling them that, you know, we need to change the inspection report. We need to make this harsher. You know, we need to make this more so we can get you out of the deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, people don't realize. And I was really... Get out of, d- the, get out of the deal in what way? <laughs> well, break the contract and get uh, their earnest money back. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah, right. You could just... But if you're within that five-day window... Yeah, you could just do it. The, you don't... Yeah, the attorneys... That's, that's the attorney period of review i think it's called a yeah. review period whatever it is they, you don't have to give a reason you just say okay within the five days we're killing it and that's it yeah. you know the contract's broken you know there's always going to be a a time frame from when you sign something that you can get out of I mean, it yeah absolutely and, and that's law here so it, it is law yeah and i mean i think it's the same thing on buying cars too i mean right don't you have some days that you can get away it's very similar in the sense that when you make a major purchase yeah you got to have some days to think it through you shouldn't be pressured or anything like that so no 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 no, no. you shouldn't you're doing yeah. your due diligence on an inspection you didn't like what came up exactly this yeah. is your time to walk yeah. or this is you know if you're fine with it you're fine with it we don't know our clients background no. we don't know how you know handy they are how experienced they are with electric plumbing anything else like that we, we just don't know we don't know their family yeah. where you know if they have a father or brother sisters whatever that are very can get most of the stuff done or something you know, yeah exactly or they're all in the trades yep, you know yep. so they could help them out where they're only getting materials we don't know any of that stuff you know i mean that gets back to why we just make the list exactly you know you make not, the longest list and that way it's again it's back on where they could decide what they you know how they want to handle it now on this house, um, on this house that you guys did the other day, yep. you did a chimney scan too, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Tell me about that. What is your what do you do when you do that? So we've got a three sixty you know, a three sixty camera. And if anybody's not familiar with those, essentially uh, you could probably go onto YouTube and just sort of Google three sixty ones. You can move your phone around when you look at them on uh on your phone, but I prefer actually seeing them on YouTube on the desktop. Either way, it spins all around. So we've kind of, uh, you kind of created a uh, an awesome little device that we do that uh, actually goes up the flue. Mm-hmm. 
so you can put it up the flue. It's got super bright lights that are on there, and then it has the 360-degree angles that you can see, and we send it up there, and we're just checking to see if there's cracks, if there's exposed bricks, if it's not parged, if there's way too much creosote that's built in there that could be a fire risk. If it, once you get to the top, there's no rain cap or, you know, there's just a million things that you could be looking for. But, um, yeah, you send it up there, and uh, we take all the photos, bring it back down, and we kind of – I. I I try to check it real quick. I actually want to get a new one because they have you seen <laughs> the new ones? You can actually look at it on the on the actual viewer now. No, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Oh wait, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that, those are better because then you don't have to connect to your phone or whatever. But then I'll connect it to my phone if I can real fast and just kind of look at it to get a real quick idea of what's mm-hmm. going on. But then when we get back to the house, when I get back to the house, um, you know, it's like a 4K video, so you could blow it up immensely huge and uh, really just see everything see what kind of cracks are going on inside there see if there's any sort of problems that that we need to make them aware of because fixing flues is not inexpensive it is no. an expensive endeavor to fix and in all reality when you're dealing with the clay tile flues yeah I'm not aware of any chimney sweep out there that actually fixes the clay tile I've only seen it because I've YouTube did, and that is very rare. I've never yeah. seen it around here. It's always going to be that they're going to line it. Exactly. So they're going to drop a stainless steel liner, and the cheapest I've seen is around five thousand. Mm-hmm. I think the going rate is going to be around six thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, in the ballpark, and the taller the chimney. And I know on that house, I was it's looking at huge. the pictures of yeah. it. That those were all, like, so the two big ones were rebuilt very nice. They already have really? liners and everything. So those were looking good yesterday. Yeah. That made life real a good. lot. Like yeah. real good. They even had uh, fans on top to help with the draft and everything. Beautiful. So they, they, were, they were in good shape. There was one that was normal, um, like a normal clay liner. Now the parging had come apart and the smoke um, shelf and stuff, so I put that in the report. But um, and that's it, like around three thousand to purge a yeah, smoke chamber. Yeah, so it's not inexpensive yeah. either. No, but it was gas, so I don't think it's going to make as much smoke, you know. But still, the the big ones were there, definitely yeah. making all the smoke and everything had already been redone. So that was that was beautiful. And we can't take on that kind of liability anyway. Yeah. You know, it's again, if our clients want to take it on, we're pointing it out. We're pointing out that's their choice. Everything yep. else, you yep. know, and. And I'll concede, you know, and this is our opinion on things. Sure. If we, if you just keep gas logs in there and and run gas into a fireplace, then you're not going to be having all those hot embers flying up Correct. on there. You're, you know, and the chances will be reduced in that you're going to have a house fire right. that comes out of that. In a few weeks, we're going to have um, a, a very professional um, real estate agent. Her name is Jody Egger okay. on here. And I'm going to have her tell a story where we actually had a house burned down on us. Yeah, I remember. I know. That. Yeah. So that's it's going to be a good just one the, to listen to. Just the, uh, you okay? I just am. the, uh, yeah, talk about the worst possible scenario to happen during a transaction is that the house goes, you know. Just, oh, my goodness. And that they were told, you know. Well, we'll, we'll save that story we'll for the next We'll save it for that one there absolutely but the the wood the clay towel chimneys to me it's important you know and it just i've seen these bills run all the way up into the you know twenty thirty thousand dollar range when you're talking about rebuilding total rebuild sometimes yeah total rebuild and it just gets crazy or they just get condemned which is also you know something uh where they'll just kind of look at it and and somebody will make that choice so again it's it's up to the client to say you know what I'm not going to use that fireplace anyway. If it's just decorative and I put something that's electric in it or maybe nothing and I just put, you know, decorations in it or something to just know that they don't actually have to fix it. They could just close it off and be done with it. And that's their choice. Exactly. Freedom of choice. It goes all right back into that stuff, too. A couple. I just want to throw a plug out there for our company. Um, We are Chicagoland Home Inspectors and our website is www.thehomeinspectors.com and it's plural, O-R-S and it's a .com and um, again, you'll find our information about our beliefs and how we do our inspections and why we think that we're client advocates you'll find all that information there Um, if you go to heartlandsignal.com and then you could start looking for the radio shows here and you'll be able to find our link um for all our information here. If you have any questions about your home, we, we would love to answer them. You yeah. know, 
we get people calling all the time about mold issues, smells, water leaks, things, the problems where, you know, somebody can't figure out. I'm not saying we're going to be able to figure everything out, but, you know, we that's part of what we love to do, you know, yeah. at FSO, figure stuff out. Yeah, I think it would be fun, too, for, the, for the podcast in the future that we could start answering them, some of them online, and that would be a fun way to do it. Absolutely. So, please... You know, we're going to have a phone number when we're here live. We're Again, we're going to be taping this show on Wednesdays between 10 and 10.50. And then it's going to be airing on 8.20 a.m. WCPT at 6 o'clock in the mornings on Saturdays. All right. We're going to be pushing to Facebook. So if yep. you do a hashtag, Home Buyers Hour, or I'm sorry, The Home Buyers Hour, um, you'll be able to find our Facebook page. Please go there and like it. Um, and that way, whenever we do go live on this or we do go ahead and post those videos, you're going to be able to see us and, and see our people in there. We are going to be hunting down those real estate agents. Like I said, there's good yeah. and bad humans everywhere. If you are a real estate agent, you're listening to this and you believe you're, you're a client advocate and you want your clients to know as much as possible and you're able to explain what's serious and what isn't and tell your client about the powers that they have. And that they, they don't have, you know, in the yeah. summertime, you know, like I said, when the market was really busy, our clients didn't have any power to negotiate. Yeah, it can, yeah, that's a, it's a market function sometimes. It, it really is, you know, so, but they still want to know. And yeah. if they want to move forward with the house, knowing what they're getting, then they can go ahead and move forward with the house. Yeah, I think that that's the, you know, that's the important of a good realtor right there is that they, they can help you through those waters of, uh, of, of knowing well. You know, this market is super, super hot, so we're going to have to not be able to be as picky this time, you know, and, and walk them through why that is instead of just being, oh, you got to accept it now. You know, you don't want any blank statements like that. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, so I, I want to go on and on and talk about all the different stuff that we find, and we will be doing that. Yeah. Um, our phone number for Chicagoland Home Inspectors is area code 312 Uh-oh. <laughs> I never remember it. <laughs> Three one two uh, five four four. I'm gonna have to look yeah, that I'm up to get you it. the last four. You know that comes in there. That's, I apologize, everyone. Funny. Well, it's just the uh, it's being on air, right? <laughs> exactly. So it's nine one eight zero is the last one, and um, yeah. So I also want to thank. Yeah, please reach out. Our producer and. His name is Devin, Devin Trickle. Tingle. Tingle. I apologize. Devin Tingle. Thank you. And Devin. then I'm going to have to write these things down because he is wonderful. He's polite. He's here helping us get through all this stuff. And he's telling me that we're coming to the end of the show. So I'm just going to start going a little bit slower and finish up here and start saying that thank you for listening. I hope that your people reach out. Um, as I'm doing this inspection or I'm doing this radio show, we just had another review come in and oh, cool. always check the reviews of any home inspection company all right yeah and this one was from a lovely lady named katie and she said dave was great to work with definitely recommend using chicagoland home inspectors as they are both quick for appointments and turnaround of inspections so other than that, I don't know. Any final words, Mark? Uh, no, I'm just looking forward to doing the show. I think uh, Devin is going to be an expert by the time we're done with this thing, so that'll be fun, too, for him to learn. And uh, it, I, I think it's it, it's a good opportunity um, for people to uh, call in if they have any questions about the houses, and especially if you're in the buyer. If you're a buyer, you know, this is the place. So please, please call in. Let us know. Email. All right. Thank you very much, and I hope this was helpful. And thank you. you guys all have a good day.